Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ramble Reacts. Kylian Mbappe impressed again, and there's a new candidate for the Tottenham job. It's Saturday, 25th of March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Brassel. Welcome, everybody. Oh, it's Saturday, Andy. Let's celebrate. What do you? What do your keys do on Saturday? Um, they're back in my pocket. I've opened. Oh, the, really? I've opened the door. I've opened the gate to the weekend. And they. Thought, and they if they, it's they a stay good there. Saturday, you might not even know where they are, right? Oh, it never gets that crazy, Andy. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm always. Uh, I'm always in control of the keys. Um, <laughs> Unlike Andy Gray, um, uh, but Andy, uh, my 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 favourite Andy of all the Andys that have been mentioned so far in this podcast. How kind! Um, we, <laughs> we, um, I think. Do you know what I want to start with, Andy? I want to start with Julian Nagelsmann. Before Hooray. we get to France destroying the Netherlands and uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic creating a little piece of history, uh, I want to start with the Nag. Um, Bayern Munich sacked him, and. They've bloody replaced him with Thomas Tuchel, which is which is quite something. They announced it in the same statement. This is quite stunning stuff, really. Nagelsmann apparently learned of his imminent dismissal on, on social media. Uh, on While he Thursday was off skiing. Night. Yeah, he was skiing. And his girlfriend 
has also reportedly now left him. So he's had a shocking time. I genuinely, I don't want to laugh at that. Um, you, I, I, it brings a big old smirk to your face, Andy. Um, but it doesn't. Marcus is just speculating there. It doesn't. We're, 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 Andy, we're filming this as well. So <laughs> if, if I if I need to uh, get the proof, then I, then I can quite easily do that. Right, um, noted. So I, I thought we have to start with this because even though it's not international football, it's um, it, it's just a huge story in football mm. right now. You've got Nagelsmann who, by now having a, 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 a an all right season. I mean, they they've they've won five of their last ten league games, which is which is not superb from their own standards. But they're still very much uh, in the Champions League. They're they're um, still around the top of the league. I mean, they've not sewn up the league by now, which is I suppose what perhaps they demand. But the way that they've sacked him and so quickly. Uh, replaced him as well. It's pretty outstanding stuff, this, from Bayern. Yeah, like the main thing about it, really, Marcus, is the fact that we think of Bayern as being a really tightly run ship. Mm. And this is a sort of culture of waste-type sacking. Because remember, they paid a world record fee to get him out of his Leipzig contract of $25 Mm -hmm. Um, He he signed a five-year deal, which... um, you know, as happens in modern football, they will not pay up. They will pay until he gets another job elsewhere. And who knows, Marcus? It could be sooner rather than later. We'll, yes. we'll come on to that in a in a, in a second. Um, but really, for them to get rid of him less than two seasons in, I, I think is it looks worse on them than it does on him. Yeah, I, I agree. I, with you. I, I, I think because you know he's only thirty five years old, and they have thrown him into a really difficult situation because in the first year he didn't really have a defence that was fit for purpose which saw them go out of the Champions League to be at AL. In the second season because he lost Robert Lewandowski and they haven't directly replaced Robert Lewandowski Mm. even though and he has obviously coached Eric Maxim Chupamoting brilliantly because well, he's, he's had the best season of his career. Yeah. What they have left him with, minus Lewandowski, everyone knows where they are with Lewandowski. They've replaced his goals. They haven't replaced his place in the hierarchy. So really, even by Bayern standards, Nagelsmann has been dealing with an absolute shark pool of egos where everyone's battling to be top dog. And there are a lot of more experienced coaches mm-hmm. that would suffer with that as as well. So I know people have made murmurings about him pushing Manuel Neuer's nose out of join and other senior players. A lot of senior players were were still on his side, and a lot of senior players are really shocked by what they've done. Mm-hmm. The, the idea difficult for a thirty five year old as well, who's who would yeah, be a similar age of some of those players. Yeah, abs- absolutely. I think the idea that you're pouring Thomas Tuchel onto those troubled waters is an interesting <laughs> one, let's say. Yeah, FC you, Hollywood's back, baby. Absolutely right. You have mentioned this before. Um, Nagelsmann has had great success, though, uh, in his career in, in, in certain moments, most notably with winning the Champions League with Chelsea, we would say, in this country. Um, it, 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 apparently, um, Tuchel had been living in Munich for a few weeks. He'd, he'd gone there and he wasn't prepared to wait which again, uh, if that is true, which we think it is, uh, it does show you that uh, it gives you just a little insight into what old Tommy Tooks is like. Uh, it's, it's, it's fair to say. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, but, it'd be, I mean, Thomas Tuchel, it, it, it's clearly, 
you know, I, I mean, he won the Champions League with Chelsea, and yeah, they weren't favourites for that, that, and that was impressive. That is, that is that is big, Marcus, because I would say ahead of City versus Bayern, um, Guardiola might have a little bit of a sinking feeling, a yes. little bit of an oh no. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that can't be the entire reason that they've done. Surely, it can't be the entire reason that they've done it. I mean, Bayern have been dissatisfied with the unevenness of the performances we talked about the results but obviously at Bayern mm. it's never totally about the the, the, the results sure. the, the unevenness of the performances and the fact that the team hasn't reached the sort of artistic high yeah. points that they might have done the problem is with Pep Guardiola and I know people outside Germany will bang on about him not winning the, the, the Champions League at Bayern they reached absolute footballing nirvana yes. under him and everything is measured by that which is not mm. fair or reasonable but it's it's how it is which is incredible really because um who is it that that had the job before Pep Guardiola was it Jupp Heynckes yeah Jupp Heynckes yeah it d- did the treble you know mm. and yet Guardiola is the one that they use as the yardstick because of the quality of the football. I mean, they're one point off Borussia Dortmund at the top of the league. There's nine. They're playing them next as well in Munich. Exactly. There's there's nine league games left. They're they're four points above FC Union Berlin in third. You know, you'd imagine that Bayern would finish in the top two. I know Bayern want to win the league every single season. I mean, at some point they won't win a league between now and, and eternity. I don't so, think it'll be this season, boys. <laughs> right, OK. But, I mean, Dortmund have played pretty well recently. But, I mean, one thing that's been very impressive with with Bayern this this season is 72 goals in 25 league games. You know, plus yeah. 45 goal difference. The best defence uh, in the league as well. And they're very much still um, in, the, um, in, the, in the Champions League. I know Man City's a tall order. And, of course, the winner of that game will play... Uh, uh, Real Madrid or Chelsea, so they've they've got the tough side of the draw. But I mean, it, 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 it can't be framed that Nagelsmann's doing a bad job, I suppose. Really, I mean, it's no. no and th- th- those those two are the favourites, City and, uh, and and Bayern for the Champions League. Yeah. I don't think you can argue about that. But what you were saying about the numbers in 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 terms of goals, it goes back to what I was saying. Is it's, it's not about the, the the numbers. It's about the it's about the equilibrium. Which mm-hmm. he's really struggled to find. I think he deserved more time to find it. But like I said, I don't think any of this will really stick to to Nagel's man. Not just over the long term, but in the medium to short term either. I think people still understand that he's an absolutely outstanding coach. And look, right, if if I was Tottenham, I would be stretching yeah. every sinew to get him. So you said the T word there, Andy. So I apparently, have. Spurs want to talk, hold talks with Nagelsmann. They were interested in interested in him two years ago. Apparently, he once owned a Spurs shirt after developing an affinity <laughs> for the club during Pochettino's time there. Whether that means anything, only time will tell. Quite simply, if he turned up, if he got the job and he turned, or or in fact, if he went to those talks that we, um, uh, you know, reportedly are happening in that Spurs shirt, I would be quite impressed with that. But it, isn't it incredible that suddenly he's on the scene? Now, that would be, I know, you know, in, in, in the context of his girlfriend apparently leaving him, what a rebound relationship that would be if he suddenly left Bayern and went straight to Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, that would be yeah. such a culture shock. You go from, from one side, I mean, Conte's still in a job, by the way, we should say, but I mean, that's mm. that, that that will be ending whether it's um, summer or, or, or sooner than that. Yeah. In, indeed. But... Going from a winning machine 
like Bayern Munich to <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur, in which I'll you know refer you to Antonio Conte's quotes about them recently, would be pretty seismic. Having said that, I think if you take Bayern out of the picture for a second, mm. you look at um, him at Hoffenheim, you look at him at RB Leipzig, Tottenham are a bigger club than either of those with a bigger mm-hmm. stadium and bigger resources. So we're not talking about it being a, a, a dreadful step down for him and a, a, a dreadful hardship. It's still a big club where he would be um, given a decent amount of power. He would be expected to develop players, a winning culture, a philosophy, a positive philosophy, which Tottenham have really lacked this season. I mean, the football has mm. been absolutely atrocious, let's be honest. It would be better than that under under Nagelsmann, I would think, in reasonably quick time, within six months or so. Um, mm-hmm. Look, if it is a rebound, I can understand uh, Tottenham, um, maybe, or some Tottenham supporters maybe having an issue with that. And I know Jim pointed out, you know, Spurs, after Conte, need a coach that you know, prioritises Tottenham. I would say, though, the, the quality of coach that he is and the quality of coach that he could go on to become. I don't, I don't think Tottenham can be picky. Someone like that comes along who blows away everyone else who's been linked with a job. Well, even Thomas just, Tuchel. Just take him. Just take him. Well, well Tuchel's, Tuchel's off the table. Well, so, so, I, so I, how does... I, 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 wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought Tuchel was a, a great fit for Tottenham, to be perfectly honest, anyway. Uh-huh. Um, Nagelsmann is a, is a better fit. He is, he is a culture builder. He's a philosophy builder. And I, th- I think you're looking at a, a more modern Pochettino. In, mm. in a funny way, I, I, I think they're at a, even though they're at different points in their careers and they're very different age-wise, obviously there's 15 years between the, 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 the two of them. Now Nagelsmann's been binned by Bayern, I think he could almost find a way where he's in, in, in a similar position to, to Pochettino in mm-hmm. that he's, he's impressed a lot in a short spell. He's done some stuff at a club where everyone wins stuff. So, so you know, there's, you, you can't really judge it by, mm-hmm. by the trophies. And he's almost, he's, he's in the orbit of elite manager sort of pay without having yet convinced that he's an elite manager. Yeah. So really the next job is a really important one. What he doesn't want to do is be Pochettino and leave ages between jobs. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. How's your English accent? You know, because sometimes, you know, celebrities will live in England and then all of a sudden they come back with a little bit of an accent or some phrases. My English accent's all right, I think. Oh, oh. Uh, I can work on it a bit. All right then, Andy, let's turn our attention to the uh, the games that happened last night in uh, European Championship qualification. France 4, Netherlands 0. Impressive stuff from the uh, the, the World Cup finalists. Uh we, we we know Mbappe does great things on the football pitch. I want to just talk about that fourth goal for France, his second of the night. Glorious stuff. Absolutely glorious. Magnificent, but <laughs> really underlining not just uh, his brilliance, but also just, just the cherry on the cake of his overall performance. Because yeah. from the beginning... Um, the combination with Griezmann and the way he sets him up for the for the opening goal is is is, is magnificent. Um, then you get the, the 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 third goal, his first that he scores. It's just a really terrific all round performance. Now, look, I know the Netherlands were sort of marginalised by their alleged culinary misadventures. Um, having said that, France were always going to take it out on someone after losing the World Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, they did the same. You think of their first game after losing the 2006 World Cup on penalties. They played Italy straight away, again, at the Stade de France. They absolutely whacked them. They were brilliant. Mm-hmm. I was at that game. Um, Sidney Govu pro- probably having his best game for France in that. And um, just the way that France went in from the beginning, you look at, you know, that opening goal where Griezmann wins the ball and mm-hmm. it's Colomuani. Mbappe, then Griezmann to finish it off. Um, 
him playing so well is is a huge part of it as as, as well. Do you but think Griezmann when he when he when he came on the pitch he went I'm coming up so you better <laughs> get this party started. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, Griezmann's now got pink hair. Is uh, yeah, he, he, he looks made, terrible. Yeah, I mean he's, he's he's had that for a few months and. Uh, it's it's one of those haircuts, a bit like Daniel Leboya, who used to play for PSG, mm. who had that. Um, he had this sort of thin and blonde stripe down the middle of his hair, yeah. and you think, oh, it's a lovely novelty haircut. He's going to stop wearing it at some point. He kept it for like six years. It, t- and, it takes a while to grow out, and it doesn't take no, six years. But trust me, I know. No, but on, on, honestly, <laughs> I don't even want to know where that's coming from. But look, look, I, I just <laughs> looked at that, and there, there was a point with Leboya where I thought. Actually, maybe that's his natural colour. Maybe mm. it's, it's it's a really weird genetic twist, and and that's what's happened there because he kept it for so long. But I, th- I think the fact that Griezmann and Mbappe clicked so brilliantly was really important because, of course, um, Griezmann privately, at least, very upset that he didn't get the France captaincy but has mm. made a conscious effort not to be a dick about it in public. Um, Mbappe extending the olive branch and saying, look, I've, I've just said to him, my status isn't bigger than his. He's been the most important player for the France team under Didier Deschamps. So I thought he handled it well. And given how many potential fallouts there have been and how many real fallouts there have been in the, the France team over the years... For them, the two most important players in the team to take ownership of this issue and deal with it like that, I think, I think is really, really important for them. And just another underlining of why they're probably the favourites for Euro 2024. Yeah, all agreed. Um, Karen Benzema, uh, often uh, at the centre of controversy. Talking he, of conciliatory figures. <laughs> indeed, yeah. So you say it's all rosy in the, in the France camp. Um well, he'll be upset that Mbappe has overtaken him in France's all-time goal-scoring chance. But a video uh, was going viral of some of the France squad walking into the training ground talking about old Karim. One player is overheard saying, it's better without Benzema, right? And another replied saying, yeah, well, uh, he was an arsehole. So... Uh, <laughs> Um, he was invited, Benzema, to the send-off for the members of the national team before uh, the match, but he responded via email that he was unavailable. So you had Hugo um, Lloris was there, uh, a few others, but Benzema uh, wasn't to be honoured uh, that evening in person. Now, texted his uh, email reply from the gym, I would imagine. Because right. if, if you look at Insta, he's, he's always he's always in the gym or in, in Miami, one of the two. Isn't sure, it? okay. As long as, yeah, I mean, we prefer a text. As long as mail is not involved anywhere with uh, some of these French players, then uh, we would appreciate that, <laughs> um, if you know what I mean. But uh, but what about the Dutch? Big Ronald Koeman's first game back at the helm. Um, a 4-0 loss is, is, it doesn't read very well your favourite player of all time Andy Memphis Depay missed a penalty at the end you must be absolutely gutted um, but not so, much so as him no yeah. indeed but Koeman was without five players including uh, De Ligt uh, Botman uh, Hakpo and this was all because of a suspected bug from a dodgy chicken curry although Virgil van, Virgil van Dijk said I had the chicken curry myself and it was delicious. I don't think any of those players were complaining about the taste. I think it was the repercussions of the curry, Andy. Well, if there was any player in world football who I was going to say has 
guts of steel and <laughs> is, is not going to be knocked over by a, a slightly undercooked curry i would say virgil van dyke is going to be absolutely fine so uh yeah good to know that they confirm themselves as the tottenham of international football isn't it <laughs> so france you've said that they are favorites or should be favorites come the tournament of course we see how things progress which i don't think many people would disagree with you where do you put the netherlands because at one point fairly recently, the Netherlands looked like they'd got themselves together a bit and they were sort of quite an up-and-coming side and all that kind of stuff. Then, of course, at the Euros, they crashed out to um, the uh, the Czech Republic. Um, and at the World Cup, they... I mean, I suppose they were beaten... I mean, they were beaten by Argentina, the eventual winners, but they didn't particularly impress at the World Cup. Well, let's let's be honest, and uh, we've been there once with Antonio Conte this morning. Um mm. It was horrendous football, horrendous football <laughs> during the, d- during the World Cup. Lovely and, free kick um, routines, though. Beautiful, but um, with uh, Wout Weghorst to uh, sprinkle his stardust over the end of it. But look, <laughs> I, I I think if you look at where they were under Kuman when he left, I mean it was an enormous shame. If mm. um, and th- there are lots of reasons why it would have been lovely if the pandemic didn't happen. Obviously, much more important ones than than, than football. But mm. it is one of those sliding doors moments that if Euro twenty twenty had happened in twenty twenty, and Ronald Koeman had stayed to preside over Holland, uh, they were playing great football at the time. He'd really turned things around there. Then came the pandemic, the postponement. He got offered the Barcelona job, which he felt was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and he was right, and had to take it. Um, I, I would love him to get the Netherlands back to where they were mm. at that point where he left the first time. But it's going to take time. I think, in the long run, tonight is is not the end of the world. Okay, they were underprepared. They were undercut by suspension, as well as injury, as well as the illness. I mean, they were missing, what, eight players? So I don't think you can judge them against a France who are always going to come back strongly, as as we, we can say. I think they're still going to finish in the top two in that group. The question is, can Koeman get them into a contending sort of position for the Euros in a year and a bit? Mm. No, that is the question, because if you look at the group, France will win that group. Then you've got Greece, Ireland, Gibraltar. Netherlands should finish second, let's be honest. Unless Greece yeah, pulls yeah. something out the bag, Ireland are still uh, very, very limited at the moment and um, are, are trying to find uh, something to hang their hats on. And Gibraltar, obviously, are, 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 are minnows, um, as we say. Oh, by the way, talking of minnows, um, the Faroe Islands were so close to getting all three points away at Moldova. It was a late penalty. Um, so Kate Mason's Faroe Islands uh, uh, uh you know, a point on the road is always good for a side like the Faroe Islands, Andy, but it's nearly three, absolutely gutting. Yeah. Um, uh, there. A side that did get all three points on the road were Belgium. They beat Sweden 3 uh, 0. Some people were reminding everybody of, of because Ibrahimovic came back into the fold. Ibrahimovic, when him and Lukaku quite literally faced off in that Milan derby, it's fair to say that if. Um, it was a, a contest between the two of them, even though Ibrahimovic was on the bench. Lukaku won it quite comfortably because he got a hat-trick uh, and, and impressed. He's a funny player, Lukaku, because you get plenty of people who deride him a bit and say, you know, he's never quite 
cut the mustard at a top club. Although Inter would say, well, hang on a minute, we're a top club. Um, some You can see plenty of clips from him on social media, miscontrolling balls and, and, and missing chances and all the rest of it. But he, you know, his, his goal-scoring record isn't too bad. And mm. him scoring a hat-trick is not that big a surprise, really. No, um, I, th- I think the surprise for me was how much better Belgium were than um, than Sweden. I, I thought mm-hmm. it, was, it was a big, big gap throughout the game. Uh, I watched this one. And um, D- D- Domenico Tedesco, I think, is a great coach. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that translates to international level. But the initial signs are pretty good. They look refreshed. The defence looked a bit fresher with... Um, um, some some new blood in there as well uh, about face of, of of Leicester notably in in there as well and um, you had you had Bakayoko uh, of PSV mm. coming out on and a, a brilliant run to set up the third goal for Lukaku I mean it was a hat trick that th- they are all chances he should have scored um, with Lukaku setting up the first two but look Lukaku's had a a, a bad season um, mm. he's just coming back to some sort of fitness now and. We know that Lukaku is one of those players, Marcus, as you were hinting at there. The difference between an 85% fit Lukaku and a 100% fit Lukaku is massive. Mm-hmm. He is one of those players. And when he's trim, he's mean. He's an incredible striker when he's when, when he's, he's properly fit. And he's not been that for a, for a long time. So big questions over his future. It doesn't look like Inter are going to keep him next season. Um Goodness knows what Chelsea are going to do with him. They're presumably going to take a massive loss on him somewhere. Although, you know, maybe there's there's not there's not a definite I am the man number nine at Stamford Bridge at the moment. So who knows? Maybe it could still be him. Uh, Graham Potter hasn't had a, me, an opportunity a, to a have a go with events, him wouldn't it? next. But it really it really would. It really would. But to see, to see Belgium a, a little bit fresher is... Um, Interesting. But of course, to see Zlatan at 41 become the oldest player to play in Euro qualifying is, is, is quite cool as well. That really is quite something. And the atmosphere when he came on, I think they were 2-0 down when he came on. Mm. <laughs> they just absolutely loved seeing him. But very briefly, going back to Belgium, you talk about that team and the squad maybe getting a little bit of freshness. Have they got a new golden generation, Andy? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> when are they going to hit their potential, Andy? I don't know. It's down to Kevin De Bruyne to decide now. He's the captain. Though, oh, does it? he decide? Does he? Okay. Yeah, he decides. I have to. I do agree with you though with regards to Belgium. I, I was surprised how much better they were than Sweden, and after a desperately poor World Cup. Yeah. But uh, that's Tedesco for you coming in. Sweden will be disappointed with that loss. No two ways about it. But at least they saw their man Zlatan uh, enter the fray again. Maybe he can help them qualify. I don't know. That would be quite something. And um, before we finish, Andy, I wanted to ask your opinion about a man who's being uh, being talked about quite highly in the United States of America. Florian Balogun, the young lad who is an Arsenal player. He's on loan currently at Rons, uh, which for those of you thinking, um, oh, I'll, I'll check them out, it's spelt Reims, okay? Um, I'd never studied French at school. Uh, and you never drunk a lot of champagne either, have you? I haven't done any of it, Andy. I'm, I'm a complete and utter um, loser when it comes to all things French. But he's been doing very well there. 
Brilliant. Uh, he's been having a great season, quite mm. frankly. Um, so far, I mean, he's he's scored 18 goals and 29 uh, games in, in all competitions for them. Um, and he was born in the United States, but he moved to England when he was very, very young. I think he was only two years old. Uh, he's been playing for England at various levels. He has played for the US under under 18s, but he's played England under 18s, England under 20s, England under 21s. He's got a good scoring record for England under 21s. Um, but he left the under 21s uh, in England with the FA announcing that he had withdrawn due to injury, only for him to show up in Orlando to meet up with the US men's national team. He then left a clue on Instagram to see how quickly fans might figure it out. And he seemed, reading between the lines, a little bit disappointed that he never got a call up for the full England men's national team. Have you seen um, Balogun play much this season? A lot. What, what do you think of him? And do you think England are going to miss out on a, on a potentially... Um, a potential well-beater here? Yeah, well, look, he, he scores every type of goal, Marcus. Um, and he scored a goal, a lot of goals for a team that really doesn't create that many chances in, in runs. They're very well drilled, but, um, you know, his goals have, have really lifted them to the, the next level. I, I think I can imagine him playing quite a few games for Arsenal next season uh, when they're in the Champions League. I, I would love to see them hold on to him. I mean, they're in a win-win situation because... If not, if they decide to sell him, they'll knock him out for an absolute fortune because you know he scored a lot of goals. He only scored like one or two less than Mbappe in in, in Ligue 1 this season, which is phenomenal, especially when you consider the comparative situations and the the, the, mm-hmm. the teams that they're in. Um, so I, I, he has played this a little bit mischievously. It has to be said um, <laughs> b- because. I mean, maybe he is injured and he's just decided to go on a lovely little holiday to Orlando. Who knows? Because he's been he's been to see some baseball. He's been to see the Orlando Magic as well. I mean, there really is no accounting for taste. I mean, he clearly doesn't know much about NBA. Um, but 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 he has had a little bit of a chat with the, the US coaching staff as, as well while he's been there. And this has been something that the US have mined quite plentifully over the last couple of years. Now, Yunus Musa, who was also born in New York City, he plays for Valencia, um, but brought up in East London. He also could have played for England. But it seems that England are not used to going the extra mile to recruit. When you say, I, I take the point, when you say that the FA and England are a bit poor with this kind of stuff, I think the Republic of Ireland might disagree with you. I mean, Jack Grealish and Declan <laughs> Rice, you know? Yeah. Two, two yeah. England players who started the other night, of course. Um, well, all right, you've twisted my arm, Andy. Very, very quickly, you've had France as as favourites for, for the Euros um, at the moment, of course, um, barring major injuries and dodgy chicken curries and whatnot on the eve of the tournament. Yeah. Where do you, where do you put England currently? Up there. Um, I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit concerned by the second half in Naples mm-hmm. because I, I just think that the current England side is a lot, lot better, not just on paper, but in actuality than the current Italy side. Um, mm-hmm. And especially with no, no Chiesa and a, a, a couple of couple of others um, and, and the lack of a real punchy centre forward. Um and I think the way that the first half rolled out, you know, England should have been winning that comfortably, really. I, I, I can't work out how they got themselves into a position where they only just edged it over the line. But look, qualifying ultimately is not the proof of 
whether England are going to excel at this tournament or not. You know, but that trope we saw, it, it is a trope, though. I think that's why. I, I take your point about qualification. You know, Portugal, mm. just get it done, lads, you know, however you can. And then they see how they get on at the tournament. And, of course, they have won two, yes, two, the UEFA Nations League counts, um, tournaments uh, fairly recently. So I understand what you mean. But with England, there is that little sense of, oh, there's that little piece of dread. Just, you know. But people will always ask, have you got the coach and have you got the players to put it over the top until you actually do put it over the top? I mean, I always think of Germany and their several near misses with semi-finals and finals until they actually got it done in in, mm-hmm. in 2014. I would like to think England are on a, a fairly similar sort of trajectory. I would say the best thing that we can take from this international week is that England won in Naples, uh, which was a great result, and I show speed didn't turn up to our game. Right. Yep. No arguments there, Andy. There, there really is no argument with that, is there? I mean, no. it's all positive. I think we end on that note. Thank you very much for listening to today's Ramble Reacts. Find us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, at Football Ramble, and at Football Ramble Daily on Instagram, because there's all sorts of goodness that uh, you can get stuck into on there. Uh, and remember to subscribe on your podcast app. We'll be back on Monday talking about England um, when they face Ukraine on Sunday, of course, and all other games that happen over the weekend. So it should be a fine old time. Thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 